Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like this? Here we go. Um, we'd like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Search Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We each and every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. Got a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things going on. There's so much, so much going on. But my, I'm concerned, been concerned for a long time. Uh, why is it you hardly, well, you never see uh, men, uh, black men, doing construction? Do you ever notice that? I want to hear from you on that. You ever notice we don't, you don't see us out working on streets? These are good paying jobs. Working on streets, building bridges, doing different things. I wonder why we don't work construction. Our tax dollars go up to pay for these roads and bridges like anything else. And, but you don't see black men or black women working on construction jobs. It can be building buildings a lot of times and everything. I, I, what is it? We, we as a people, what do we, we, why don't we work construction? I know these businesses are the state, the city, the federal government have Highways, counties have highways, but you never see any of us out there working on these highways, roads, bridges. I wonder, what's the problem? There's something wrong, because I know there are people that can use good-paying jobs like that Good-paying jobs. I tell you what, let's take call number one. Let's take call line one. Let's kick it off. I want to hear what the people have to say about it. What do you think about that? You ne- I never see any. I watch construction sites closely as a passer. I don't ever see any. I wonder why. What is that all about? I wonder. All righty. Who do we have here? Uh, good morning, and uh, we have uh, Joe. He's on uh, line one. Joe? Joe, yeah. All righty. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. How are you this morning? I'm doing good. Yes, uh-huh. Just what you just asked. Uh, I brought up that observation when I came through the South, Montgomery and, and Birmingham, especially Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And I remarked to those uh, black men, I said, well, it's a strange sight because... That was all I saw. Black folks doing those jobs. Well, that used to be our jobs. Years ago, you know, go back to the early 90s on back. Yeah, you don't see this up here, but but if you go down there, even the street crews, they were all black. So I, I think, you know, something else has something to do with that when you put other people in charge and who they prefer. So I'm, I'm going to let somebody else come in. All right. Okay, thank you. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we 
Pierre, Pierre. Uh, Red Ghost is on uh, line two. Red Ghost. All righty. Good morning, Red Ghost. Good morning. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, this, this started back during the time of uh, Little League football, community, um, uh, uh, every, everything that deal with kids being a part of the computer age. And a lot of our people didn't want our kids to go out and be hard workers because they thought they had that ultimate job to um, to enhance their kids as far as buying different things for them. And what happened is that we lost that ability to build. We started with the Harumba Festival in 1993 to have the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts to come out and learn uh, the Bobcat operation and stuff like that. But these parents did not want their kids to be a part of that. It was all about the, uh, being in the corporate office. And those people would not want you to be there. And that's what's happening to our construction. And then now the Mexicans has came in and took over, and they don't want you a part of their group of people. They just like football team. If you go out there and you work with a group of Mexicans and stuff like that, you, and you black, oh no, it ain't gonna be number one. Just like any, any other office that we have in this country. So we lost the ability to work because we hollow about slavery. And, and today's time that we have, we've got, we got the machines that do the work. If you look over and see a Mexican working or doing something in a hole, all you have to do is just clean it out so they can put the pipeline down. It ain't a whole lot of hard work because that machine is so good that it, 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 it pulls the dirt and stuff back. And that's the reason why we, we're not. And in our administration, every city that we have in this country is a Jim Crow uh, uh, follow. They, they take everything that, that we have well, now, oh, are they taking what we have, or did we give it away? Uh, no, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't give it away. They, they took it because they made it so hard for you to go in and deal with them. You go to the office, you say good morning, you drive a brand new car to the office, and stuff like that. And that was the jealousy part of it. That's what I was as I was coming up as a young man. Uh, I'm trying to understand what you're really saying, because. I'm just saying, Administrators, the people that own the company, it was well. Wait, wait, wait. Well, most of these companies are doing business, getting contracts with the with yeah. the with the city, the state, the city, the and, and well, if you let me talk, I, I explain what I'm. I, I explain what I'm asking. Okay. Uh, and these are federal highways, like interstates, interstate 35, 45, whatever. Uh, state highways you are you have then you have these county roads and different things like that but all of them never have I seen here lately uh, in a long time I seen a black person working out there working now you said that the parents back in 93 because of little league football one of these kids working on computers didn't want them working on construction jobs. No, it's not a matter. It's not, it's not a matter of them wanting to work. It was the experience. It, it was the experience that they could have done because you had different programs in the Boy Scouts. Okay, we we all this, but why it did? What is it they didn't want them to work? Well, they didn't. They didn't, They looked at the point where my kid is going to be smart enough. They don't have to work. They don't have to work like. 
like the construction. They don't want them to be trash people. They don't want them to do that, that manual labor because they were educating them. They were educating them and being a good student, giving them good grades. Now, what parents was this? This was both father and mother, or what was this? I graduated in, 19, in 1974, and as I was in college and, and, and going back and forth throughout, meeting the people as I came home, what they was doing, they had good jobs, they had the big manufacturers and stuff like that, and they would say that, that you know, slavery, you know, they, my child, my child ain't gonna work like I do. My child is not gonna do that. So we didn't learn anything for the kids to, 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 to enhance. Just like a Spanish guy, I'm gonna give you an example. Just like a Spanish guy. A young Spanish guy can grow up, he can go and fix flats, he can go do roofing, he can do construction, but that job that he might like, he can go back to, but he got that skill. He got that skill to be able to go into any job. And, and back in my daddy's time, back in your time, you had the skills to go to any job. If you drop a job. You're right. I can do anything. I can I can even do some brick masonry or any of that. But still, I'm wondering, did they stop paying well on these jobs? Or why did we leave these jobs? You, 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 had, you had the boss. You had master. You had master breathing over you. You couldn't have a brand new car come on the job. You get fired. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't come. No, I don't know what you're saying because you're going in two different directions. You're okay. saying that our people didn't want their children to do this. They were going to be too educated. And, and then you turn around and say, masters don't want you there with a with fire you for driving a new car to work. Okay, well, well let, me, let, me, let me go back to, to what I was talking about. Okay, as far as we was coming up as young people, I grew up, my daddy taught me how to do at least five or six different things, and he told me that as long as you know how to work, you can go and drop in on anybody's job. Fill out the application, you can do it, because I know how to work. Okay, now, when we was coming up and we got grown coming out of college, those, those, those parents wanted their kids to do what? Football, because football, basketball was making more money. How many kids that you have right now on this football? Is that just a few, or is that the mass numbers? It's the mass. All we're talking about. Well, the mass number, first of all, of young black males I know didn't go to college. And they definitely didn't make college sports teams. Most didn't. The ones we see, we think it's a lot of them, but those are just the elite athletes that they want. They do not want the black mediocre athlete. They only want the superstars can play. And, okay, now then... And so, okay. and that, so that, that you said out that the mass of them went to college and was going to play sports, that, no. That, that, I know that's not true. Well, I understand that, Jim Burnett. I, I'm just saying from, from, from the Pee Wee League up to they go to college, those kids have had their mind on going to college and play football unless they got hurt unless they got something done to them but if those kids started out at peewee pulling nails hammering or just raking the yard and stuff like that they would have another type of job that they could go and do they didn't learn those skills as they came up i just said college because i was a person that i didn't i didn't know what i need to learn in college i learned how to work all right okay thank you thank you thank you all right yeah, thanks for your call. All right, that clears the line, 972-647-1893. All righty, who do we have up here? Uh, Beverly is on uh, line three. All righty. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning, Jim. 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 Good morning,
Wayne, how are you doing? Fine. You doing all right? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm so glad you touched this. I've been seeing this for a long time. Uh-huh. The roads was even better when we had our black people out there working. Yeah. We getting a bomb deal with this, uh, what's that, we can set up, oh, what is they calling that? Anyway, we getting a wild deal when it comes down to that. and I wanted to know where were they coming from. So okay. I told my daughter, don't y'all see them moving in? Where they come from? They go take over. And I be John Brown. That was sixth grade. I'm 66. I see it today. Hmm. Well, I was just wondering what happened because that was a good job yes, that black was. men had. But yes, when I was growing up, that was a good job. But all of a sudden, I seem to notice, start begin to notice, if I remember right, the early 90s. I don't know. It seemed like they had some kind of something going on where they didn't want to pay uh, well for good, for those uh, jobs that are technical and uh, need some expertise. And uh, the black man walked off and wouldn't work it. That's what I remember. If I That's remember. What That's they wasn't going to work for no minimum wage doing a skilled job. So, uh, I, I, from that point on, we have seemed to have been out of construction, and they pay far more than minimum wage. Exactly. They bought them over here, the Mexicans and things, and I'm not racist. I just cause it as I see it. I just cause it as I see it. Maybe I'm not looking out of these lenses too well, but I caused it as I see it. I saw this back in the sixth grade coming. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm thank calling. you for your call. All right. Have a good one. Okay. All right. That clears the line 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Yeah. We have uh, Mr. T, and he's on the line one. Mr. T. Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Mr. T. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Fine. How are you? Good. I'm glad you're talking about this subject today. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, black people are some of the greatest builders and construction workers on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have built some of the greatest monuments uh, from the pyramids, you know, all the way up to the present time. And we are some of the greatest uh, construction workers and people of our day. So mm-hmm. all I want to say is... Um, I went to the uh, the exhibit down in Houston uh, where the Ramsey Museum is, and they had uh, over 100 artifacts there. Mm-hmm. And what they showed was some of the greatest monuments that we've built. Yeah. Okay. Did they show you the White House? I'm sorry? Did they show you the White House? It, it, that part, I, I mean, as far as that particular area of the exhibit, they didn't have that, but they well, had who you, That's who built the White House black people. Yes, that too. And it's standing uh, and still steady until this day. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. So we are we are some of the greatest builders, and so I think we need to just get back to our history to know that, and you know to put our minds uh, to work in that area. But I, I can tell you that I'm very proud of what we have accomplished as far as our construction workers and, and architects and people who have done great work. Mm-hmm. But why do you think we don't have it now? Uh, you know, sir, I really can't answer that question per se. Um, I have seen. Uh, many construction workers who are not black. I've seen that. I've seen, uh, you know, uh, laborers who do things, uh, you know, put up windows and do other things. That's not us. So I really can't answer that question. I don't know why. You don't have any idea why uh, black men or black women not working construction in I'm sorry to say that one more time. You don't have any idea why they're not working construction? Those are good jobs, good-paying jobs. Uh, that would be, yeah, uh, yeah of course. Um, I would like to see more of that. Um, that is a really good question. I don't know why I wish I did, because we used to do that. So I don't know uh, what the reason is that we don't do it now. Uh, maybe, maybe it's a part of it historically as we were... You know, slaves maybe had something to do with us working and building the White House. Maybe had something to do with our history. That no, that wouldn't have anything to do with us working today. If anything, that would enhance our, uh, our resume of getting a job by doing certain yeah. things. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 I'm just, I want to hear what people are thinking. Why yeah, aren't we doing this? Uh, is it? Yeah, I would really, no, Pete, personally, if I hadn't gotten to the field that I'm in now, I completely agree with construction work. I would have liked to have been doing that or carpentry work. Um, I, I wish I had known more about that. I've learned some things about that as a kid, but I really didn't know a lot about it as an adult. So and I just had a different career. That's what I would have been doing. That's what you would have been doing? Okay, that's good. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh-huh. Uh, clear the line, 972-647-1893, 972-647-1893. B, uh, B, okay. Uh, we are, okay. we're talking about the lack of African Americans working construction, building, building, repairing, building and repairing. I wonder about that. I wonder about that. All right, who do we have here? All right. Hold on, we're going to be all right now. Yes. Okay, hold on. All right. Who do we have? Okay, we have a chance on the line one. Yeah, we got a break, though. Let's go to a break. All right, we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back. We're back. Who do we have here? We have um, Soul uh, Joner, and Soul Joner uh, is on the line too. All right. Good morning. Good morning, Soul Joner. Soul Joner, are you there? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I can hear you. Well, speak. Okay, uh, this has, the subject you're talking about has a long history. And that history goes back until, goes back into the reconstruction. 
one of the things that, that came out of Reconstruction was that there was an unwritten code somewhere, unwritten law that says the black man will never be able to establish an economic independence in America. And that is, that is what is, this is what you're seeing today is to, to keep black, the black man from developing independence, uh, wealth by, uh, by working. That has been a program and that it manifests itself in, in many ways. When you had the increase in, in black males going to prison, that took so many people away. When you had, uh, I took a course, uh, electrician course, and I was like the only black male in this course down at uh, Dallas Community College. There was another black guy there that was in carpentry. The rest of the guys were, uh, they were either Hispanic or white. But my, the point I'm making is this is a historical thing that the wealth is not there. There's purpose to keeping wealth out of black people's hands. Well, we let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. All right. Blacks have worked construction, clean up to all. This didn't start fading until around 1990, 91, 92. That uh, blacks stopped working, building, working construction. Now, you said blacks will never have an economic hold in America. Oh, once upon a time, almost every store in our community, businesses in our community, we owned them ourselves. We did that. So, uh, that shoots a hole in that. Now, I know they don't want us to have economic stability like they've got it. But the little we had, we seemed to have turned it loose, but I don't want to get off on that. I'm talking about construction. Why aren't we working construction like we used to? Well, this, that's the point. That's the point is that in these construction jobs, now when, if you go back, like you say, in the 90s and the 80s and stuff, when they built all of that North Dallas, that's when, when they went and built all the way to Frisco and all back there, because I worked outside, so I saw it every day. There was a, that, that plan was put into effect. Yes, we, we know how to do, but you got to get the job. And that was the purpose is that we, they purposely, things, everything that happened to black people, like the drugs and all of that, all of that had a part of the, uh, was part of the thing. It affected that. And that, and, and the underlying thing was, we don't, uh, the system, the empire don't want black people to have that independence that we had before. So what should black people do? What we need to do is we need to, like I said, when I was in going to school, we need to get back into these trainings. We need to get back into those trainings, those programs. Okay, all the things there is now. They are now. We have education. We got everything they've called for. Why hasn't it? What is wrong? Well, one of the things that's wrong, Brother uh, uh, Barnett, is that there's been a process of miseducation of the Negro going on again. This has been a process of miseducation of the Negro. Uh, okay, we handle billions of dollars every year 
I'm talking about cash money, black people. Why is it we can't become financial stable as an uh, ethnic group of people? We don't recognize the enemy. We keep, we keep, we don't recognize him. Yeah, we got money that comes through our hands. We spend more than anybody else. But that's what it, it's just like the man said, America, uh, uh, we have become consumers instead of producers. Well, we've always been consumers, for, but we used to be, uh, we are a greater consumer now than ever. Than ever. But, we used to produce. Yeah, but why did we stop? Miseducation. Miseducation. There was no education because a lot of people didn't even go to college. And a lot of our millionaires and wealthy people didn't go to, they didn't finish the sixth grade, but they they knew how to gain wealth. What has happened? I'm not talking, when I say miseducation, I'm not talking about formal education. I'm talking about a way of thinking, a way of thinking independently, where mm-hmm. we, there are so many things that, that programs that can set up to keep us from thinking independently. That's yeah. what I, that's what I said. Miseducation. Oh, see, I don't. I I can't interpret just when you say something in general like that. I can't tell exactly what you're talking about. You have to explain that. But our problem is togetherness. We do not work together as a unit of people. That's our problem. I thank you for your call. All right, they close the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. All righty. Who do we have here? Uh, Miss B on uh, line three. All right, Miss B. Miss B. Ah, she's gone. So, so we have a, a chance on the line one. All right. Good morning, Chance. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm going to give you my two cents, and, and, and uh, I believe this wholeheartedly. Back in the 70s, I was a kid, and I used to go to my grandparents up in the Panhandle and uh, stay with them for three or four months, okay, during the summer. During that time, the Border Patrol would work the Panhandle area, okay? Mm-hmm. Reaching into the 80s, I never saw any Border Patrol up there, okay? Go ready? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Continue on. When Ronald Reagan got into office, that took care of what you talked about, this subject right here, Ronald Reagan and George Bush, and they was in office for eight years, They took care of the black population. They did it. Uh, Ronald Reagan and George Bush. They brought in crack cocaine, and they and they opened the borders up. So when your governor, that little guy in that wheelchair, talks about the border patrol and and, and closed the border, the Democrats have opened the border. Uh, little guy in the wheelchair, Ronald Reagan and George Bush opened that border, and they stopped the border patrol from working. Mm-hmm. I'm you what I well, now, Ronald Reagan is the only one who have passed and got uh, a bill of uh, allowing people to become citizens in the, the United States. Reagan did this. I had one swipe, I think it was over two million that those came. But that, did that have something to do? What did that have to do? That. 
what that did, what he did, he brought, he, and you said it earlier in your conversation, what he did, they brought down the cost, the cost. And so, and our construction workers back then, we had tons of black construction workers, workers and companies. Not just workers, we had black construction companies. They brought the cost down so low, we're bringing those immigrants in, working $2 an hour, the black guy said, hell no, I'm not gonna work for that amount. And that, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, that drove us out of construction fields. That was done purposely. Yeah, and that, was, that happened in the early 90s. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm telling you what I know. Then you go back, they raised that coat. They took the coat from those guys were making back in the 80s, 9 $10 an hour. That was good living. Yeah. And they took that sucker, they took it down to $2 an hour, and you go back five years later, it's that, it's that over and above where it was. So, so all of this is a plan. It was a plan. And George Bush, I'm sorry, Ronald Reagan and George Bush was the vice president, and they did it. And they brought that crack cocaine in. That demolished the black community. They brought in the immigrants. That took our concept away. And then and anything after that, I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not a racist guy, but I'm going to call it like I said. And then well, his, his guy, well wasn't Bill Clinton in there somewhere? Bill Clinton, he, he followed along, but I, Bill he had he had those things, and and, and uh, I don't give I give all the credit to Ronald Reagan and George Bush. I do. All, all right. right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Take clear the line 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? A case on uh, line four. Case. Yes. All right. Good morning, Case. Go right ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I was uh, responding to a call uh, pertaining to black men not doing construction work. Uh, Good morning. The problem is, and the problem has been since the 70s, I remember black men doing construction work like back in 75. Uh, the early, the, the, the closer we got to the 90s, when they brought the drugs into our community, destroyed our black men, some of our black men. Because uh, black men have always done construction work. But it was the fact that when they brought drugs in, it separated us as a black community, a black uh, race, Yes, I'm not praying for anything but of that nature, but I just feel okay. like okay, our black men have become lazy. Have what? Have become lazy. Some of our black men have become Man, you just what they want to hear on the radio coming on with some mess well, like I'm, I'm the black man. There are lazy people in all races. No, 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 no. I know a lot of guys who would love to have those jobs, and they're trying. They're not lazy. But when we get up and say it ourselves, we reinforce exactly the lie they're putting out there. Please, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that, Doc. There are some, but there are some in all ethnic groups. Yeah, come on. Truthfully speaking, we're not a united people. That's the problem. Now it's not like we're lazy. We're and what what do you think they brought us to America to and made us lazy for? Cause we would work. So yeah. don't 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 do that. Don't do that, man. 
All right. Thank you. All right. That close the line, 972-647-1893. Who do you have here? So we have uh, Lewis on uh, line two. All righty. Good morning, Lewis. Hello, Lewis. You go right here. Yes, I'm, I was construction. Uh, I heard you talk about construction this morning. Yeah. And I was construction. Uh, I've been working construction for the last, it's about 10 years. Can't yeah, where you work, man? Where do sir? you? Bill, okay. Huh? Yes, sir. Where do you work? Uh, where do I work? Yeah. I work for Mario Senator. Work where? I said, I said where? I uh, work on the side of Duncanville, but I work for a company that's out of Frisco. Why? Well, I, I hadn't seen you. I sure been looking for you. <laughs> I've been looking. Uh, I got so that I start looking for uh, uh, one of our men or women out there on those construction. Are you working on the streets or uh, buildings or what are you doing? No, sir. I'm in a mine. Like, uh, I'm working a mine. You work in a mine? Yes, sir. Oh, no wonder I didn't see you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you don't see many out here. As a matter of fact, uh, it's a big company I work for. Uh, we might have 20 blocks at the most. I'm working today. Where is this? Where you say this mine is? This on the side of Stephen Hill, right here. Uh, uh, uh what the, uh, Right, right on the side of the city here. Mm-hmm. Right, right on 67 uh, Ward, Ward Road. Right past the, the 287 below airport right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, this is a good paying job? Yes, sir. They pay for These Spanish people, not, they ain't making two hours no more. They making a whole lot more than two hours now. Oh, yeah, we know that. Because they are progressing very fast. Yeah, One thing, they are united... Uh-huh. Sir? Uh, one thing, they're united and they stick together. Yes, sir, they do. They, do. they, they stick together. Do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've been listening to show a long time. My first time call, so, but I was in about construction, and I have been working construction for the last, uh, off and on, uh, maybe 20 years out of my life, and, and I mean, no black here. I'm the only black, I'm working today, matter of fact. Uh-huh. I'm the only black here. Uh-huh. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for getting my call. All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling. All right. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. We're up against a short break, and we'll be right back. Yo, what's up? I'ma kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. Well, All righty, we are back on church information and open forum. All right, well, that's fine. Our topic is why aren't black people working construction like we once did? Hmm. All right, who do we have here? We we have uh, Greg uh, on uh, line three. All righty, let's go. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Rambo. Hey, man. 
Do you don't you remember when we used to talk about this? Yeah, uh, it's been a long time ago. One of your one of your callers, a couple of them have hit on it, but they haven't really brought it home to the forefront. Mm-hmm. That was trade or guild labor. Yeah, and it no longer is. There used to be a trade and guild union downtown. Yes, and every every one of those jobs had to be part of that union or they would find the company doing that job if those people were not trading guild guild workers. Mm-hmm. They, what that does is determine the rate of pay versus the overall contract for that job. Mm-hmm. It guaranteed them a, a living wage. They had negotiated wages back then. You don't even hear them mention that as a trade no more. That has been run down to general labor. Mm-hmm. And the ratio of the job does not pay the same on the same ratio as it did back in with in the 70s and the 80s versus the overall contract. Mm-hmm. So the reduction in pay, there's no longer a negotiated term of contract and they've run the wages down is the reason why you don't see a it's not the fact that we can't do it. What they have said is, I'm not getting on that hot roof for that pay. Yeah, but uh, but these guys seem to be making a whole lot of money now. Well, they are, but not in ratio to the contract of what it what what it was supposed to pay versus that overall contract to build that house and or structure. See, that, 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 those people were guaranteed a certain percentage of that overall contract. Now, those negotiated wages, you don't have anybody negotiating that stuff for you. You don't have anybody making sure that you're getting your fair share of that contract, that overall contract, or that general fee. You can throw masonry and, and cement work right in there with it. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. see us doing that anymore. Why? Because those trades or those guilds, they don't, they're not, they're no longer existing. Well, all that's a part of construction. Right. Those are no longer guaranteed wages anymore. But those folks knew when they stepped foot on that job, they were guaranteed they had a contracted wage. And that's no longer existent. And you are correct. Bill Clinton was the one who signed NAFTA. North American yep. Free Trade Agreement. That's right. I knew and Clinton had something to do with that. I remembered right. It, but this just struck me on uh, last night. I was going to talk about other things. But well, I was thinking as I drive down the street, go everywhere, it's a lot of, you see construction everywhere. Everywhere you yeah. go. But I don't, I said, I, I never see any any black men or women out there working and these people are making good money and moving, buying big, nice houses, building them and doing all that. Why is it we, why don't we work on some of these good jobs like this? Uh, That's the biggest reason Mm -hmm. right there because they did away, you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned the Reagan and the Bush years, those were big union busting years. Yep. Those were big trade deal busting years. Yep. They did away with that stuff. They bought in cheap labor. Now, well, now was it did the, did Reagan really start this thing and bust it down when he busted Patco? You remember Patco? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the airline. Uh, right. Brandon. Yeah. He's an odd kid. Well, yeah. they, 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 you know, they was making sure that planes landed correctly and everything, and they went on strike, and Reagan fired everybody that wouldn't come yeah. to work. Yes. He busted, he busted, he broke the backs of unions with that, right. with that strike. Reagan did that. And it's so sad about it, our people, all people, that are not millionaires and billionaires, they vote those Republicans in that's going to do more harm to them than anybody. That's sad. They're used to... There used to be a, a, a workers, and this is history, a workers' show. Mm-hmm. And there were folks that were pro-union, and they used to they used to socialize with the Repub- a known Republican who was anti-union. Yeah. They used to have him on the show until he finally just openly voiced, well, I'm not pro-union. And then they could leave him alone. Yeah. But they would have him on the show, and I was scratching my head. And you do realize you, this guy's not in your corner. <laughs> yeah. Never had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. We'll see. But they would literally. They would have him on the show, and they would call other folks, and oh, well, you, 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 part of the plantation, and all this. And I'm like, what? You, this guy you're talking to is not in your corner. But these were pro-union people. Man, it's something because when those air traffic controllers were were fired, but but uh, see, we, we had never been to the same since. Masonry that was that was trade labor. Oh yeah, those folk were those folk had a you don't even that's general construction now. They don't that's general labor. You don't even hear them talk about carpentry and as far as a trade anymore. You have to get over into electrician, plumbing, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They working, they working their way to that. But as far as you being a carpenter, everyone used to be on that roof, on top of a roof, putting a hat, putting a roof on the house. Yeah. Now they had helpers on the ground, but everybody on that roof was a carpenter, and yeah. they were part of that carpenter's guild. Mm-hmm. And they had people that would ride around and check these job sites. And if they caught somebody on that roof that wasn't part of that guild, they would find those people yeah. per head. All right. You don't see that anymore. Yeah. No, you don't see that anymore. All right. Thank you, Greg, for that information. All right. Sure. Uh-huh. That's the line, 972 Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, Wheel on uh, line two. All righty. You said Wheel? Yes. All right. Wheel. All right. Bring him on. Good morning, Wheel. Hello? Yes, uh-huh. Go right here. Good is this wheel out in uh, DeSoto? Hello? Yes, go right ahead. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, that's one of the reasons that uh, we don't have blacks out there doing the construction work is when they dropped that dope in the black community in the late 60s. And that took the men out of the house and some, many of them went to the penitentiary. But when the man was in the house 
that had a trade, his children, his son, if he had a son, if the man was a barber, the son knew how to cut hair. If the man was a plumber, his boys knew how to do plumbing. We were doing construction work, but when they took us, when they dropped that dope, and, and many of the, the, the women that was raising the kids, they wanted their kids to be professional football players. So we got away from that, 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 that trade of learning how to do construction. And blacks going in that penitentiary. See, the conspiracy was that they dropped that dope on our community in the 60s, and it took the man out of the house that had this. So you're saying all black men are hooked on dope, the reason why we no, can't no, work. Many, 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 we lost. We, see, when, when they come out, when they drop that dope and they come back with Superfly and the Mac, millions of black men went to the penitentiary. From 1980 to 2011, 22 million million blacks and women in and out of the penitentiary. And and majority of those were men. So you're saying dope is the reason why we don't work construction? Well, it's one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons. Taking a man out of the house to teach his boys a trade. See, it's like when I grew up, no, let me give you an example. Just the other day, my air conditioner guy, which he was black, he said, look, I got to get somebody over there right now and I got this Hispanic electrician I sent over there. Now, when he got there, they, he had his girlfriend working with him, his daughter, his two daughters. And I'm saying, God, I ain't never seen nothing like this. You know, so we got out when, 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 when we lost our trade when the man got out of the house. And when, when we when, when when many black women got welfare, they couldn't have a man in the house. Men stopped raising our boys. Our community abandoned the boys because they wanted them to play football and be athletes. And and that's some of the reasons why we don't have any any, any blacks out there. And then you know it's it's some. You have to be knowledgeable. You don't think it's these people who get these contracts with these uh, companies have anything to do with that? Who actually do the hiring? Because it's not state workers, it's not federal workers, for the most part, and they're not city workers, for the most part. Now, some of them are. You don't think by them not hiring blacks, you don't think they have anything to do with really what's going on? Well, do, 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 when, when you have a black contractor right now that comes in this, this doing when blacks this contract, all their labor force, uh, their subs, is Hispanic. It's the trade. You got to learn a trade. You got to know how to sheetrock. You got to know how to paint. You know, our. Right? So we don't have men can drywall and paint, huh? Right. You got to know how to. You, you, you got to know how to frame a house. I mean, these are skills, labor. I mean, you just you can't just buy somebody off the street and say, "Come on with me. I want you. I want you to frame this house." You got to know how to frame this house because that house gonna be. So we we've lost these skills. We've lost these skills. We've lost these skills. When that man left the house, when mm-hmm. that man left out the house, where he could not provide knowledge to his children. See, you got Hispanic kids that's dropping out of school that's learning how to build a house. See, well, dropping out of school going to sell no dope. Do we need, do, do we need, do we need uh, 
to go maybe to a trade schools and and, yes. and and involve ourselves a lot more with trade schools and we don't have to yes. drop the four year education but but yes. learn learn some trades like this to get to get our foot in the door. Right. Because you look at barber colleges, many blacks want to be barbers, and and, and want to meet black men want to be barbers, and they those schools are full. Well, but see the thing about that, they got they got a trap door with that, because if they got a conviction of felony, I I guess a felon, it's a felony, will keep you. Out of you can't go to barber college in Texas. That's right. That's right. That's right. See, they got some laws that block you, you once you make that you one mistake. If you, if you can't read and write, you can't go to barber school. No, but I'm saying these people can read and write, real intelligent people, but they got a felony on there on their record. But that's, all that comes from that dope they dropped in our community in the sixties. See, I seen it real. They dropped here on in every inner city in America. Well, every town and everything else, they dropped it. It's everywhere. Right, right. right. It's they in the suburbs. It's in the suburbs like I don't know what. They didn't do it. They didn't do it like that in the suburbs. Oh, yes, they did. Oh, yes, they did. No, 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 Robert. Yes, yes, yes. They, yes they did. They, but they just didn't prosecute the suburbs like they did in the inner city. See, there's never been no war on dope. Ain't never been no war on dope. The war was on us. That's right. You're right. You're right. That war was on us, but they dropped it in our community. San Francisco, Detroit, Chicago, New York, Seattle, Portland, Oregon. They dropped it in the city. I know all the cities. I've been to all of them. The suburbs are just as bad in every city you name. With dope, but they were not arresting them out there. They, were, they didn't drop no heroin. See, they dropped heroin. They went to every country in the world that produced heroin. China, uh, Vietnam, Colombia, Afghanistan, uh-huh. Mexico, and they dropped it in our community. I'm doing a, I'm doing a movie right now about this here. I've seen it with my own eyes. I did, too. They did. I saw it, and I saw what they were doing and called this out years ago, but people didn't believe. They weren't ready to accept it, that they were doing this in the white community. They they, they were coming sometimes, most of the time, a lot of it then, to the black community and buying dope and go back. But they, they did not pull them over. They did not bust them. They, this was a war on black people that started at the death of Lynn Bias. You remember who Lynn Bias was? He was a basketball player when he when he was drafted by the Boston Celtics one day and fell dead the next day behind dope. This is when dope they went wild to, to arresting black folks on about dope. And then you know what happened? The black folks was mad about that. But see, all this started before Lynn Bias. This started in the sixties, Rev. See, I seen it. I was look, look. Robert, Robert. Robert, I'm older than you. 
I remember the 60s. You don't have to tell me. I remember the 60s. I remember when it first started with even marijuana. That was around 62, 63. They'd be seeing guys standing down there smoking and thinking they were doing something great. And I told, and I would tell them then, you're doing, you're nothing but a slave. Putting That's yourself right. back That's in slavery right. with that mess. That's they didn't right. believe it. Right. They call you a square. They wouldn't call me a square because they were scared. But, right. but you, if we had a resisted that stuff and stuck together as a people, even those who didn't resist, we stick together. Right. We still could overcome right. this. Right. We could we could overcome this problem. You you didn't fall into it. Why not? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't, but you see, Rev, when, when they dropped it in our community, uh, we were talking about civil rights, equal rights. It was by design to take us off course. See, That's we, right. We were, we were there. You're right. We were in position to make a difference. See, but when they dropped it, when they see they dropped, and then they came back in 1971-72 when movies like Superfly to Max saying you could be slick, you could beat the system, and see, and then a, a lot of blacks, you know, was got caught up in that slickness and end up in the penitentiary. And then 1980 when they dropped that crack cocaine, that took us out. See, when they dropped that bomb on Hiroshima, look, it, it was just a bomb, and that affected them for that period of time. No, it didn't. You got people until this day still suffer from that atomic bomb that America dropped in Japan. You got them until this day. It was not worse than crack cocaine. It was not worse than crack cocaine. In that well, I ain't gonna say that. I'm, I'm telling you, Rev. <laughs> I ain't gonna say that. Cause that, that that atomic bomb wiped out a lot of people in a hurry. Well, I'm not gonna say that. Millions of people of, of generations of black folks. That, that see that dope has taken our people out, man. See, right now it, it was a study done in San Francisco. If a hundred people try crack cocaine. 96 going back and try it again. So you for giving, giving the powers that be an excuse for not hiring us, right? No, 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 no. I'm yeah, well, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. When you talk like this, when you talk like this, that's all you're doing is giving the, no, because you said, no, y'all, they, they own dope. They all, now, most of our people aren't on dope now. Excusing me of it, let me explain it. If you're accusing me of it, let me explain it. I'm listening to you. Okay, okay. When you when they took the when they dropped the dope in our community, that took the man out the house. That took the man. The man, my grandfather, is the one that mobile refinery. He was the con. He was the man that did all the concrete work out there, and he hired and all those was black laborers. And they knew what they were doing. They knew how to 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 do concrete. Right. When when they when 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 in my 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 uncle knew how to do concrete, my cousins that my cousins knew how to do concrete, and when they took that when they dropped that dope in the sixties, that took us out of the game. That took us many of us, not all black folks. I'm not saying all, but what that black man was teaching his son, just like right now, 
if 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 the dad is a CPA and the son is, is a CPA, if the dad is a doctor, the son can be the doctor. And I'm saying you can include the daughter too. See, they were learning from the knowledge of their parents. Well, here's what. Here's what. Here's what. Here's what. Look, you had millionaires children was committing suicide behind dope. Right. See, I remember everything. I remember when Link Letter's daughter dived out of the window of a high-rise building thinking she was blood, a uh, bird, because she had been taking LSD. See, a right. whole lot of them were on, on dope, but they were not arresting them. They were not putting them away like they were doing black people. That's right. That's right. See, they send blacks to the penitentiary, but it was all behind the drugs that was dropped in our community. The drugs was dropped in their community. You miss what I'm saying? It was dropped all over this place, but they knew they were going to protect the the white suburbs. They knew they were going to do that. Huh? What happened in our community? Our community. What affected black people? We ain't talking about what happened. What affected white people? White people always had the, the opportunities that we didn't have. Yeah, but here's the thing about that whole deal is until we can get ourselves together and get a mode of thinking of being one people, accepting one another, pushing together forward instead of being so argumentative and against each other, we'll never get anywhere. And most of our people have learned how to critique us and criticize us, but they don't know anything about how to lift us up. I'm out of time. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Appreciate you, man. Uh-huh. Sure thing. 972-647-1893 is the number to call me, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all you know. It's Yo, can I kick it like Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All right, we're here and ready for our number two. And uh, I'd like to invite everybody to be with us at Heavenly Joy Church in the morning. Marion Barnett Sr. Uh, on Facebook. Join us. Join us. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. But we're switching gears right now, but it's going to be sort of the same topic. It's going to be advancing and helping the community. Uh, And these are trade and skilled workers that that are doing this. That's going to help people who are having some problems that we all have. I mean, every one of us. I don't care if you got a billion dollars. One day that that hoopty way ain't gonna start. <laughs> it's just gonna to be that part. But uh, we like to thank uh, Manuel uh, Talese. Tears. 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 Yes. All right. All righty. Uh, what is Auto Care Haven? Yeah, so Auto Care Haven, we're a 501c3 charity, and we give uh, people hope who are down on their luck. So we mm-hmm. provide auto repairs to to anyone here in North Texas who is unable to afford an auto repair. So If they can't afford to get their car fixed. That's correct, yes. Y'all will, y'all, y'all, y'all will help them. That's correct, yes. We've got a, um, we've got a network of... Uh, 
uh, trained mechanics that we work with. And then also we've got a special um, commercial account set up with AutoZone. So all of our costs, we try to minimize those as much as possible so that our the dollars that we get donated to us can go as far as possible. Okay. So uh, what, what do y'all have, a, a number for them to call to, uh, to contact y'all uh, if they're... If they are hooped is broke down and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it won't go. How do they contact you? Yeah, so the best way, if they if there's someone that's in need of help, is for them to actually visit our website, which is autocarehaven.org. Uh-huh. Um, they go to our website, and then our form, uh, our online, we have an online form that they fill out um, in order for them to request assistance. And the form is pretty straightforward. I mean, the first, mm-hmm. there's basically uh, three parts of the form. The first part is basic info, the first name, last name, mm-hmm. phone number, you know, the address here in North Texas, just straightforward. The second part. But do you have a number they can call you? Yeah, phone, uh, we actually do have a phone number. I don't, <laughs> I get I get um, mm-hmm. calls on it all the time. I don't have it memorized off the top of my head. It is, if you give me just one second real quick, yeah. mm-hmm. it is. And for you to find yeah. this number, people, what you're hearing, uh, as far as I know, is the truth. Yeah, so They'll help you get your car fixed. So, and, uh, this, this is something uh, some everybody, everybody can uh, everyone we use this service. Yep, and when it, when it happens, you know, when your car breaks down, it's always at the worst worst time possible. Yeah, so. yeah, it's when you really got somewhere to go. Oh yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, so our phone number is nine seven two nine seven two four four five four four five seven three six zero seven three six zero. Yes. All right. 972 445 
Do y'all have towing service or anything? We, we, we don't. Um, it's something that we've talked about. And, you know, at some point we'd like to, the ultimate long-term goal is for us to have a, a physical shop with a, mm-hmm. with a tow truck. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a long-term uh, goal. But we've talked about, you know, reaching out to tow services in the area because um, there have been a few instances where someone, you know, has broken down on the side of the road or their vehicle broke down at their friend's mm-hmm. house and they needed to get back to, to theirs. But, mm-hmm. um, but we don't have a tow service as, as of now though so uh let me ask you something like yeah. on this level mm-hmm. what if it's a lady call you mm-hmm. is it my car is broken down you want to know what's really it's nothing but a flat tire <laughs> would y'all go out there um we probably would but i mean the, the way we operate is that we have is we need folks to fill out an application so if it's if it's like an emergency if someone calls us up you know there's a process that we have to that we have put in place so they would need to fill out um, an application but if it's something simple like that though then you know chances are we could probably get to them pretty pretty quickly a flat tire is pretty straightforward either we go out there and you know we take a look at the tire maybe it's got a hole that we can then uh fill or maybe it needs a new tire then we could go grab a new tire pop it on and they're on their they're on their way so okay uh pierre let's go to the phone line start let's go across all the lines of field let's uh, see if the any of them have something to ask him about this all right so uh, we have uh, eddie on the line one now all righty all righty good morning eddie Yes, good morning, Great Reverend. How are you this morning? Well, first off, I'll say quickly, the last topic, which I know you must stick to your format, and I did that one time, and you chastised me. But uh, it's white mm-hmm. supremacy, not for media. Mm-hmm. I'll stop there. And I don't need to service because I don't drive these days. But I just want to thank you for your uh, being present. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For, all right, bring me another. Uh, we have a bill on uh, line four. All righty. Good morning, Bill. Hello? Bill, are you there? Hello? Yes, go right ahead, Bill. Okay, he called me Bill, but my name is Mark. Did you hear? I, 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 I say it again. I, I, I missed it. Okay, yeah, my name is Mark. Mark. We have Mark, yeah. Mark, okay. All righty. Uh-huh. Good morning to you guys. Good morning. Good morning. And I want to say thanks to that guy that worked on cars. But, but I do heat in the air. Uh, I do plumbing. All that type of stuff. I just want you to know I'm one of the ones that never had a drink of alcohol or no can. I've never had a cigarette. So I'm one of the ones that wasn't no dope. My dad was a freak. And I'm a freak. Thank, uh, thank you. Thank you for saying that, uh, because... With some of the callers, you would think every black man in town is, is a dope hit. And the way these people, the way we talk about ourselves. My God, thank yeah. you for saying that, sir. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, you have anything you'd like to say? Anything else? Um. Yeah, like I said, um, anyone that's needing uh, any vehicle repairs, autocarehaven.org is the uh, website you guys need to go to, or you can just give us a call and we can, we'll do what we can to help. Um, we're always accepting donations, large or small, whether it's five, 10, $20, it all goes a very long way. We try to be as efficient as possible with our with our uh, funds. Um, if anyone's wanting interested in wanting to volunteer, join the board or offer their services and feel free to reach out to us. We're always looking to make um, partnerships to help as many people as possible. All right. Thank you. 
That clears the line, 972-647-1893. If you'd like to speak with uh, Manuel this morning uh, with uh, Auto Haven Auto Service. All right, bring me another one. Huh? Yeah, we have uh, Michael and uh, Lane 3. Rachel? Ma- Michael. 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 Uh, yeah, uh, Michael. Good morning. Michael. All right, good morning, Michael. Good morning. How you doing? Fine. How are you? I'm great. Hey, uh, I love your show. Uh, I'm a white guy, um, but uh, I, I want to make a few points. Um, I uh, used to be an iron worker and a glazer, and if you have a felony, you can get into the iron workers. Uh, they're off of... Uh, uh, what is this? Uh, they're in Grand Prairie. Just look it up at Grand Prairie. Uh, uh-huh. But anyways, uh, do you have a number for them? Um, I don't. Uh, but it's it's on Great uh, Great Southwest Parkway uh-huh. and uh, Grand Prairie. All right, Great uh, Southwest also, Parkway, Grand Prairie, Grand Prairie. Yeah, and also, and, and I've worked with many black people, but th- there's systemic racism in construction, and that's one of the reasons I got out of it. You know, plus. Uh, uh-huh. Um, what y'all were talking about on another subject about uh, the dope in the cities and everything. Uh, I myself was on dope for a while. That was another reason I got out of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, it, it does make its way into the suburbs. <laughs> but uh, You mean to tell me that white people use dope? Excuse me? You mean to tell me white people use dope? Why? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. After listening to this show this first hour, you wouldn't think so. You think we the only people on earth who use dope. <laughs> I, I know. Like, like, you know, I, there's systemic racism everywhere. I see it every day, and it, and it sucks, you know. Um, uh, I'm getting ready to marry a black woman. Actually, her, her grandma used to sing uh, with uh, Dax Records. Oh, and, is that uh, right? She just turned... Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just turned 90 on uh, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was uh, with uh, Jean, Jean Cotton from Jean and the Darling. Uh-huh. And uh, she sang with Otis Redding on Dreams to Remember. She was out of Memphis, wasn't she? Yes, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, um, uh, in the 80s, my dad uh, lost his job with the iron workers. They went from 900 men to 90 men overnight because they were supposed to get a a raise and then um, International had uh, shut that down and, and put him at $12 an hour. And mm-hmm. that was 1983. I had a dad mm-hmm. up until 1983. Then he had to go and travel for the next 20 years, you know. Well, actually, until he retired like a few years ago. But uh, yeah, there's corruption in it. There's all kinds of uh, just BS mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. with, with the, uh-huh. with the uh, union. And there's corruption on both sides. Where there's money, there's corruption. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad. Thank you for your call. All right. Thank you so much for your show. All right. Thank you. All right. Take this line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Uh, bring me another beer. Yeah, we have a uh, Dilla on uh, line two. Dilla. Dilla. Yes. All right, good morning, uh, Dilla. Good morning, good morning. Yes, good morning. I almost forgot, good morning, sir. I almost forgot my thoughts because the first caller had my, had my spirit so friend mm-hmm. about how, how we, how us as children, 
how we follow our parents and mm-hmm. what our what our parents do that we end up doing. But he failed to understand today, today, we are highly educated people. We have so many opportunities right. that we can reach out to educate ourselves. Now, yes, I do get, and you are exactly right, just because I'm qualified for a position doesn't mean that they're going to hire me for that position. And it seems like to me that they always get the first bid at the different jobs that's going on, or either contracts or whatever that's going forth. Mm-hmm. Because as I sit at the school and I look at all these uh, people that's mowing the lawn, now they have uh, uh, a certain company that, that, that mow the lawn for the school. But then I look out and they have like 10 Hispanic different companies coming to the same school. Why aren't you hiring any black uh, lawn services uh, to, to do our schools or to do this or to do that? Uh, well, let, let, me, that- let me ask you something. Uh, let me ask Manuel something. Mm-hmm. Is it any way that uh, young men could get training hanging with y'all? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, so like I said, something that we've talked about is like, you know, job training type of program where we can help, you know, you know, the, either, you know, the youth or, you know, folks that are a little older that are, you know, wanting to get into the trade. Um, and that could be something as simple as, you know, having them, you know, tag along with a mechanic, you know, mechanics showing them, you know, like, okay. So an uh, apprentice uh, with them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all do that. It's something that we've talked about. We want to, we want to get to at some point, but I think in the short term, you know, something as simple as just having that person tag along with the mechanic to kind of show them, because we'd like to get to the point to where we have a formal program and where we even, you know, if, if they come on as an apprentice where they receive a, like a stipend, you know, they mm-hmm. get paid to learn, you know, that would be the ultimate goal. That's the ultimate yeah. goal. Ultimate goal. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Go, go right ahead. Yeah, ma'am. And so, you know, as, as, as today, that's what we need to tag our children on is to educate themselves. My child doesn't have to be uh, a nurse's aide like me. Mm-hmm. Not, not when there's so much more schooling out here for her to educate herself and maybe become a registered nurse mm-hmm. or even a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. I didn't want my children to be what I am. Right. Make the mistakes that I made. Mm-hmm. So for him to say that it was a breakdown uh, with, with kids, with the father being at the home, there's been plenty of strong women that raised all their children. I mean, numbers of children, and the kids still came out to be successful. I don't think that that has anything to do with it. It has everything to do with us making ourselves, uh, put ourselves in position to be put in a position as a whole. We as black people don't want to bag our own people. We don't even want to get out and vote. We don't want to go to school board meetings. We don't want to go to council meetings. We don't want to do anything, but we want to sit back and complain. And that's what I was hearing from this older gentleman was a bunch of complaints and excuses to why we're not together today. And that's very hurtful and very discouraging to me as a younger woman than him and yourself um, to hear someone of that age to speak like that because there's many doors that can be opened. But we have to come together in numbers. See, I can talk to him and talk on his level, but there are plenty of men that stayed home and raised their families. A lot of men. Just, you know, see, that's a myth that was put through the media and we buy everything they say, hook, line, and sinker. And it's not really true. Exactly. You know, it's just 
we all got it. But I'm up against a short break, a short break and I thank you for your call. We'll be right back, and you you can reach me at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we are back. We are back. You can reach us at 972-647-1893. Who do we have online, uh, Pierre? We have uh, Rhonda on uh, line one. Rhonda? Rhonda, yeah. All righty. Good morning, Rhonda. Hello? Did, did we, we didn't lose her, did we? She's on. She's, yeah, Rhonda? I hear you talking to somebody else. Yeah. Rhonda? Yes, sir. Go right ahead. You're on the air. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, I hear you. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I want to first off say thank you for your show and mm -hmm. all that you do for the community. Thank you. And I have a question for the Auto Haven gentleman. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Okay, uh, I also want to know, I have a 2013 Cadillac and the spring uh, doesn't work anymore. I have to do everything on the sterling wheel. Do y'all also do electronic or diagnostic? Okay, Can y'all fix that? Able to come on and fix that? Yeah, I mean, we do we do uh, pretty much everything. The only things that we don't do are going to be like if it's an engine or transmission uh, replacement or rebuild, um, or if it's or if perhaps like the vehicle is in such bad shape, like I mean, all the wiring is torn up. I mean, like the the suspension needs to be completely replaced. You know, it needs a new cooling system. Um, the body is torn up. If it's like you know, if the vehicle's in that state, you know, then we won't do that. As well as like engine and transmission rebuilds because. Even though we get, you know, really, you know, even though our cost is, you know, are, are uh, relatively low compared to like, you know, independent shop or a dealership, those are still expensive. But if it's something that's, you know, related to suspension, you know, then yeah, that seems pretty straightforward. So, yeah. Okay, and I have another question for you if you want to. What about, uh, do you do all changes of tune-ups or does it have to be something like an emergency or something? No, it could be, it could be anything. In fact, um, uh, one thing that we're that we're doing, uh, actually, we did we did a community event back in May. We partnered with Jubilee uh, Park and Community Center, and we did what was called a uh, top off event. And what this basically was was that uh, we used um, some automotive fluids. We're in a, we have a, a partnership with Amazon in which they donate automotive fluids to us, and this is like you know coolant, motor mm -hmm. oil, uh, transmission fluid, uh, brake fluid, pretty much anything that goes in a vehicle. You know they donate to us, um, and we just had a huge stockpile and we wanted to do something with it. So we held a top off event um, again at Jubilee Park in which we had folks just roll up. Uh, we had them sign a release form and then get in line and then we'd have their vehicle. Uh, we got set up in a parking lot and we had their vehicle pull into one of the little lots we had designated, had them pop the hood and we topped everything off. So if anything was low, you know, we did that, you know, or if there was something that, you know, we saw that needed attention, we'd let, you know, the driver, the owner of the vehicle, let, let them know, or if they had any questions about their vehicle, we'd answer those questions as well. So we did that back in May. We've got a, um, we've got a series of some additional uh, top off events that we're going to do. The next one we've got set up actually in uh, South Dallas. So um, there's actually a, a back school bash that's being held in, um, and I'm sorry for, for butchering the name, uh, uh, Joplin. 
Joppy, J- Jopey, Joppy, uh, Joppy. There you go. It really was yeah. Joppa. Joppa. Ray was that's what it's named in the bi- in the Bible. Yeah, and uh, we call it Joppy. But yeah, yeah. You, you, we know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I and I apologize for for butchering the for butchering the name. Um, but we've got that. They're doing a back school uh, bash, um, and we've partnered with them. And the uh, park they're doing it at is we've got part of the parking lot section off for us. And what we're going to do is the same thing, a top off event. So folks that live in that area or honestly any, it doesn't matter if you live in that area or not, you could come down, bring your vehicle and we'll top it off. So, okay. I mean, because That's what I want to ask you. Yeah. And, Fort Worth, not even Fort Worth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're doing that in, in, in that one's in Dallas. We've got a few more lined up here in the area as well. They're, um, we're just working out, working on trying to figure out the dates, but it'll probably be in August or September is when we do some additional ones. But that one is on the books. That one is for August 13th. And that one is okay. scheduled between, I believe, 11 to 2 o'clock. On, and that's on a Saturday. And we've actually partnered with um, a company here in Dallas called uh, Santander. Um, they've got headquarters in uh, downtown Dallas. And they have provided a spon- uh, generous sponsorship in order for us to do that um, again at uh, on the 13th of next month. And also a few other uh, locations as well. Because even though our, our cost is low, even though we've got uh, automotive fluids from Amazon, there's mechanics that you know we we hire to to do that so we got to pay them make sure they they get paid so but yeah if your vehicles need to be topped off i recommend you come to that and we'll we'll do what we can so okay, okay. and Thank what you. are your hours again to call you and your phone number so yeah. i really didn't get it yeah yeah so the um yeah, so the hours, it's uh, typically Monday through Monday through Friday, uh, 9 to 5. And then as for our phone number, well, you can always go to our website, autocarehaven.org, but our phone number is 972-445-7360. Okay, I greatly appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Have a blessed day. You too, thank you. All right. Uh, y'all not into painting bodies. No, we, we don't do any, uh, any body work because our thinking is is that we want to help people um, that need their vehicle to get from point A to point B. So if you've got dings or dents or scratches on your vehicle, it's it's gonna it's gonna run, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you have, for example, like a blow night radiator, uh, your vehicle's not gonna run no. that far. No. Not for anyway to be running hot. Oh yeah, yeah, it'll run hot, then eventually it won't run. <laughs> okay, all right, Pia, bring us up another call. Yeah, we have a uh, Patey on the line three. Who? Pa- Patey. John, what was it? Pa- Patey? Pa- yes. Yeah. Hello, uh, Promo. Hello, you on air? Hello? Yes, go right ahead. Yes, I was calling in about the um, black men and construction and stuff like that. Well, we that that particular show is over. But, but be listening in the next week or two. We're gonna t- we'll we'll talk about that. Again. Oh, okay. I just want to say, say that uh, I work for a construction company. We hired. Uh, you you work for a construction company? Yes, sir. All right, and they're hiring. They, yes, sir. They're hiring black men. Yes, sir. All right, all women. Give the number out. Uh, 214-387-3900. It's Mario Senatola. All right, three eight seven. What was that? 214-387-3900. All righty. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. And you don't have to have a CDL. It's heavy equipment. All right. Heavy equipment. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you. 
And that clears the line. 972-647-1893. Bring us up another one. Yeah, we have a concerned citizen on uh, line four. Concerned citizen? Yes. Good morning, concerned citizen. Good morning, Ram Barnett. Mm-hmm. Thank you for always having such a much-needed uh, show. Mm-hmm. But I'd just like to uh, ask the guy, do they have any automobiles that they may fix up and... Uh, Are you also into auto sales? Because I'm in search of looking for automobile, and it's it's kind of hard to find an automobile now. Yeah, it. it Yeah, it definitely is hard out there. I mean, um, there's a huge demand for vehicles right now. There's a low supply, so prices have just shot up incredibly high. But as for, you know, us having any vehicles that, you know, we, we donate or we sell, we, we don't do that. Um, however, we, from time to time, we've had folks reach out to us and ask us, you know, if they could donate a vehicle to us and then mm-hmm. we could do whatever we want with it. Um, so that does happen every now and then. And then I know with our board of directors, we had a recent conversation in which it was discussed that we should, or, or I should reach out to some uh, some nonprofits here in the area and across the U.S. Mm-hmm. that accept donated vehicles so that if we have an individual, you know, who has a vehicle that's just so worn down, but that it, that it doesn't make sense to fix it and they're unable to afford one, then we've got one that we could, we could donate. So, but we're in the very early stages of, of doing that. So, but right now we don't have any vehicles that we donate or, mm-hmm. or we sell. Uh, one uh, one organization I do want to recommend though is called um, On the Road Lending. They're based here in Dallas and they are a nonprofit and they work with individuals who have uh, some uh, credit challenges and they work- On the Road Vending? Lending. Lending. Yes, On the Road Lending. And they've done some great work working with folks you know, here in uh, North Texas on trying to get them uh, finance. And they, oper- they operate differently than, than a bank. I mean, they look at you know factors beyond just you know your, your credit score but also they work with you to make sure that when when you purchase a vehicle it doesn't put you in a bad position you know mm-hmm. um, that you're still able to afford the payments you're still able to afford you have a number on them I, I don't not off the top of my but head but you can get them online with under on the road lending on the road lending yes yes they, yeah you get online and, and you say they you can work with them uh, to get a loan for a vehicle. Yes, and actually I've got their number pulled up right here, so I did a quick uh, Google search. So their number is 214-226-2542. So 214-226-2542. Yes, 2-5-4-2. Yes, yes. All right, okay. I'm sure some people could use that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, But when we see that uh, things are so tight now, Mm -hmm. things are, times are hard. They definitely need a service like y'all are providing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And young men, uh, let me ask the young men, please, uh, get out and learn this skill. Get out and learn it. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's plenty of money to be made. Because one thing about America is you have to have transportation. If you're going to yeah. get anywhere in America, you better have some type of transportation. Yeah. 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 You, you can't hitchhike all the way. Enough. And even if you rely here in North Texas, if you try to rely on DART, I mean, DART services. I mean, they're pretty good service, but it's not. It is it's, not like New York no. or San Francisco. cities like that. Yeah. No, Chicago. Yeah. No. But uh, it's just that uh, we're trying to get 
some positions of uh, young men, and we have some people. The man we're talking with, the man you're talking with, he is a white man, and he's willing to open up for this to help those of, I'm sure, low to moderate income people that that will that will that want the opportunity to make it in life. All right. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number to call. Bring us up one, uh, Pierre. Yeah, uh, we uh, so we we have a line two. I don't have a, his name, but he's on line two and he he wants to be on the air. I right, bring on line two. Good morning, you all on Kano N. Who? Mel Jackson. No, uh, you on Kano N Radio. Yeah, 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 I'm just telling you, I'm down, uh, I mean, uh, Pastor. Yeah. Just go uh, ahead, just go yeah. ahead, uh, you have a question? Yeah, like, like you said, a good thing, we teach you how to work on call. I, I got skills, like you said, you get a child, then you know, like you said, you bring them in, and I can teach them, uh, you know, like the play school. Uh, did you, did you get that question? I got bits and pieces. I think you said you got a, you got a, uh, shop, is that right? So you got a senior or something. I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't have to do this here, but I, uh, uh, I've worked on call all my life. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, yeah, like a black people like what you got, I could teach people just like just like you. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was saying that he could uh, teach people to. You're saying you could teach people to be be a mechanic. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I'm not a big mechanic. All of it. I'm not doing thing to a car. Old mama car. But I, I, you know, I, I was in late my car. They went to some lot of computers and different stuff. You got to have. Okay. Well, you got the number. We gave the number out. Uh, yeah, I got the number. Yeah, I got uh, the good. Number. Yeah, he might have started to set a night party a little early. <laughs> 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 Never too early. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Great. I have got to show y'all keep up the good work. All right. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Alrighty, uh, bring me up another one. Yeah, we have uh, Justin on uh, line one. Justin? Justin, yeah. All right, I'm getting my Starbucks this morning. We must have had a pretty good show. (laughs) Thank you, Bonnie. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, go right here, Justin. Yes, sir. I appreciate your your, your show every every Saturday. Thank you. we've, We've got a problem in our society with the loss of the vocational arts where the school districts took out all of the shop classes in Mm -hmm. the 80s. You're so right. And and the 90s. We no longer are teaching our children the basics on like even how to swing a hammer. Yeah. And and that's, that's white, black, everybody. Everybody. Because you used to could come out of high school with a trade, to you could make a living after you graduated from high school. Once upon a time, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and I don't Good know job. you know more about it than I do. When that exactly happened, I'm I'm not. I was just a baby during those years when they started phasing that out. And I've got you know that's the main thing. We need to get that back in. Every high school needs a shop class. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
put yep. that back in. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not. Here's a just something I've observed. Okay, on our modern day, why is it? Some y'all can think about. Why is it we only see white men? And black men on the streets begging for food. We never see Hispanic men begging on the street. Yeah, you know you got a point there. You really have a point? Uh, Why not? Well, they're working. That's the only thing I can say. They're working. I'll I'll leave it at that. Yeah, well, they they got the jobs. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll think about that. That is true. That's the only one you see on the job saying, well, we'll work for food. And the one I saw was honest one day. He said, I I will not work. I want a beer. (laughs) 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 He had a sign out there. So I I started to give him some sense. He didn't lie about it. At least he was honest. (laughs) Give him credit for that. Yes. Uh, clear the line, 972-647-1893. Uh, right here, he's, he's busy this morning on the phone line. All right, bring us up a call. Okay, we have uh, Imani on uh, line three. Imani? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Imani. Good morning, Pastor. How you doing? Fine, how are you? Oh, man, you. I wasn't going to call in because I'm tired of complaining all the time. And you got a great show this morning. Y'all getting to the roots of the problem. I wish your show was on all day. Because this is about the only station we have in Dallas now. We don't own anything. But I want to thank that young man there. He is doing a thank you so much. We need your show, man. We need Mm -hmm. to fix our problem and start talking about it. So, Pastor Barnett, um, I'm calling on behalf of my group called BFW uh, Think Tank. With, associated with Powernomics Corporate, Powernomics. Mm-hmm. And what we do, we're trying to think about what can we fix, to, how we will fix the problem. So I just want to call you this morning and thank you for the show. This is better than all the complaints in the world. This is, this will get us fixed. But, but we're going to have to come together. I don't know how we're going to do that. Maybe they got to round us up and corral us and put us in a pen somewhere and make us come together. Uh, you know, but we're going to have to do something. But... I just want to call in and thank you for your show. And we are thanking, and we'll invite you when we get organized. Because it's hard to organize mm-hmm. with a bunch of us. But when we get organized and get our love, the, the, the bylaws and everything associated with Power Nomics Corporation, with Dr. Claude Anderson, Dr. Buzz Watkins, Ice Cube, uh, Kanye West, a bunch of us, we're going to invite you. But right now we can't do that because we don't want all these different uh, things to come in right now. But we thank you for your show. We wish mm-hmm. we were on all day instead of just on Saturday morning because my sons are still asleep. And all they right. need to wake up. Thank all right. Please show. Thank you. All right. That closes line 972-647-1893. We are up against a short break. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. All right, we're back. And you can reach us at 972-647-1893. Bring us one on, uh, Pierre. All right, uh, we have a Bill on uh, line four. Bill? Yeah. Good morning, Bill. How you doing this morning? We're doing fine this morning. All righty, you have a, a question for? I want to commend you on your 
I want to commend you on your stage and that you are how you talk to people and everything. Mm-hmm. But I have a question, and I was in the military, Army and Navy. And my question is, why is it that we got so much killing in this world today and the justice system is not taking care of it like they should? I think, and this is me, I may be wrong, but I think this will stop a whole lot of good. If you go shoot, put them in service and get them a gun and let them see how it feels to be shot at. All right, we... We thank you. Uh, you don't have a question for our manual? You see what I'm talking about, Dr. Barnett? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm caught me off guard with that one. We're talking uh, about with uh, manual, and uh, we're, we're trying to uh, get people involved with our auto care haven and uh, get jobs and trades and things like that, how to make a living here. And uh, we've got a lot of people who know this, but to get together with them, we're trying to build something new. All right, thank you. Thank you for your call. All righty, who do we have, Pierre? Dr. Edwards on the line one. Dr. Edwards, all righty. Good, Jim? You know? Yes. Dr. Edwards, good morning, Doc. Yes, yes, sir, Reverend Barnett. I, did, I just got on your show. I didn't recognize you had another guest on, but we're, we're mm-hmm. I'll call back next week. Well, tell her, say, say something about the clinic now. Come on. Well, they, they, they're listening to K-N-O-N, and they're coming to my office. That's what I can tell you there. Uh, it's uh, really starting to work. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we, tell, tell them right quick where, where, where it is. Tell them where it is. We're, we're at uh, Ann Arbor and Marcellus. We're not about two blocks from South of Fred High School on Marcellus, 4498 uh, Marcellus Avenue. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are, this week we'll actually have our CT scanner and um, uh, x-ray running by the end of the week. Uh, we had some things with the state. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll, we'll, after this week, we'll have our CT scanner and our uh, X-ray, as well as ultrasound, we've been working with that. But we do appreciate uh, all of the support you've given us, and uh, I do apologize. Well, we're going to continue. We're going to continue because that's a medical desert out there where people didn't have any anywhere to go for for medicine that would be close right in their neighborhood and their area out there. So we, we thank you, and we thank you for opening that clinic. And uh, it's at far, what, 4498? Uh, 4498 uh, Marcellus. Marcellus Avenue, South Marcellus. All right. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Edwards. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. All right, bring me on for... Um, so we have uh, David on line two. Good morning, David. Good morning, David. How you doing, Brother Barnett? How are you? Brother Barnett, I graduated from Grand Point to Midwest College High School, where we had four years of agriculture, four years well, of all day. I can't understand the word he's saying. Yeah, I can't. I can't either. I said, I said, I said that I graduated from Grand Point to Midwest College High School. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we had four years of agriculture. Four yeah. years, four years of home economics. Mm-hmm. But when you got in the seventh grade, you could take T and I, 
Mm-hmm. And they would teach you how to repair a transmission. Westwood would teach you how to rebuild a transmission mm-hmm. and rebuild a motor. But when you became black African Americans as Gentiles, look at two years ago in 1970, you were in the situation that you got now. And you got 52 years for this. Well, yeah, they used to teach uh, home economics to the girls, and you didn't have to worry about it. Marrying a girl couldn't right. cook back in them days. Right, right. <laughs> and, and another thing, Brother Barnett. Yeah. We didn't call ourselves black African Americans. We didn't call ourselves that. You call somebody black when I was coming up. You had, to fight. you had a fight on your hand, yeah, yeah. But that was the days that we see for your downfall when you been upgraded mm-hmm. and you became just a jackass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Thank you. Oh, I'm having a problem. My my, my I'm either my head says something wrong. I can't understand yeah, see, it. I'm seventy. I'm seventy. I'm seventy six years old, and yeah. you out of thirty years in a chronological order of a black African American who changed his name in 1970 from a Negro that was a fellow person. Okay. You got to work we thank you. Because we are talking about uh, getting some jobs, learning trade, and building here this morning. Thank you for your call. All right, bring me on. Uh, we have uh, Miss Jones on uh, line one. Miss, Miss Johnson? Miss Jones. Jones. Miss Jones. Miss Jones. Yes. All righty. Good, Good morning. Good morning. I was just trying to get the information about, I think when the lady called in about wanting some work on her car or something like that, I have a couple of friends that, you know, you just can't afford to get it fixed, but that would be a, something I could tell them about get there early enough. That's what I was calling for, please. Yeah, yeah, so so AutoCare Haven, that's the uh, nonprofit that I represent. So we have a website, autocarehaven.org, so they can mm-hmm. uh, visit that, um, or if they want, you could call or text. Our number is actually set up to receive phone calls and text, you know, mm-hmm. so however they, you know, whatever, you know, way they feel uh, feels best, way for them to contact us, it's, it's fine with us, but the number is 972 972- Four four five seven three six zero. Seven three six zero. Yes, ma'am. That's correct. All righty. We thank you for your call. Uh huh. Thank, thank you. you. Mm-hmm. The clear is nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Uh, bring us one. Yeah, we have a uh, Tim on the uh, lane four. Tim. Tim. Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Tim. Is he there? Yep. Hello, Tim. Hey, how you doing, Brother Barnett? How are you? Uh-huh. I, I, this is something different. I was just wondering if you could do a show on the Hamilton Park community and the houses over there that are sold. The medium price right now is like two fifty, but these houses should be like four hundred thousand dollars, man, or four. Well, uh, we will. We will do something. I, 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 I've li- I lived in Hamilton Park. And uh, okay, well, you know what I'm think about it. About if you if they can really get uh, the buying price on a house that for four hundred thousand or 
whatever it is, like that. They really make a lot of money because those houses averaged about $8,800 when they started building those houses back in 56. Right. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah, and I was, thinking that, I was thinking that they should have a black investment group to come and buy the houses because this is a historical neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it, really stuff should be, it used to be one of the nicest black neighborhoods in America. Exactly. Hamilton Park. Yes. All right. Exactly. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Bring me up one. Uh, All right. We have a Chris on the line two. Chris. Chris. Yes. All right. Good morning, Chris. Hey, good morning, Pastor Barney. How you doing? Fine. How are you? All right. Love your show. Been listening to you for years. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I got a thank you. I got a question for Manuel about the car care. Okay. Go ahead. All right, there's a lot of people, uh, Manuel, who live in their cars, mm -hmm. you know, they don't have a place. Um, I know there's an application involved, so if you live in your car, live in your vehicle, and you need car repairs, how will we deal with that? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, we will actually um, help them. So originally, so before COVID, we actually had a, um, one of our guidelines was that you had to have a residence here in North Texas. But once COVID hit, that kind of just, you know, threw a lot of people out on the streets. So we relaxed that. So whenever someone wants assistance and they're filling out the application online, we still need them to put an address on an address on there for two reasons. One is we want to make sure that that person is here in North Texas. Because if it's someone like from like Chicago or someone from like Miami, We don't have resources, in, you know, outside of this area, so we can't help them. But the second reason is because we need to know, since we're going to send a mechanic out there to do the diagnostic and do the repairs, we need to know where that mechanic needs to go to. So if you have someone that's living out of the vehicle and they happen to, let's say, at night they're parking and sleeping in a uh, parking lot of a Walmart or if they're, you know, um, uh, camped out in their vehicle outside of a homeless shelter, that's perfectly fine. We just need to know where to send that uh, mechanic to. So just put whatever, ad they, they would just need to put whatever address that they happen to be at or think they'll be at at that time. But when we do a follow-up though, I mean, we'll reach out to that person, you know, we'll ask them, you know, hey, where are you going to be at, you know? Um, so that's how we handle those type of situations. But it definitely is a really sad fact that more and more people are starting to live out of their vehicles because times are times are getting even worse. Could that be a candidate for apprenticeship? It possibly possibly could be, you know. Um, I don't mm. see why not. I mean, at the end of the day, once, you know, eventually when we get that program set up further down the road, you know, it really comes down to, you know, is that something that they, that they want to do, <laughs> you know? Okay. That's really, I think, you know, probably would be the deciding factor. All right, that clears the line, 972-647-1893. Ah, uh, come on. Uh, Pierre, bring yeah, us up. Yeah, we, uh, we have uh, Miss Jones on uh, line uh, three. Miss Jones? Yes. All righty, good morning, Miss Jones. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yes, I have a question for the guy. I have a vehicle that I would pay you to come and fix my car. I can't find anyone to come to my home. I don't think it's that much wrong with it, but it has been in the garage for two years. And I will pay you plus the donation to fix my vehicle for me. So can you do that? I'm sure we could probably, yeah, I'm sure we could probably do that. I mean, we'd have to, like, you know, no more, no more uh, details about the vehicle itself so we know kind of what we're, what we're looking at. But, I mean, yeah, I think we're, yeah, I mean, definitely open to that. Okay, I'll, I'll have your number and I'll give you a call. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thank you. you. Mm -hmm, thank you. All right, take the line, 972-647-1893. Ah, uh, 
Boy, he's tired up this morning with that call. But uh, you do make house calls. We, we do, yes. The, I think in every single instance, we've always had a mechanic go to the, either the home or a lot of people live in, live in apartments, you know, so it, it yeah. doesn't matter. Wherever they live. Exactly, wherever they live. Uh, if we're going to an apartment building, though, we definitely got to make sure that it's okay with the, um, with the landlord or property yeah. manager because if we have a mechanic out there and it's got the vehicle torn apart because they're trying to replace the brakes oh. and, the, and the property manager comes out and, you know, gets upset. Yeah, you got to get out of here. And yeah, exactly. then you gotta get a record cause all the wheels off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a that's a tough spot to be. Fortunately, yeah. we haven't had to deal with that type of situation, but it's always good to make you know to make sure ahead of time. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pierre, bring us up. Yeah, we're gonna need we have uh, Antonio on uh, line one. Antonio. Uh, Antonio. Yeah. All right. Yes. Good morning, Antonio. Uh, Antonio. Hello. How y'all doing this morning? Fine. We're doing fine. All right, man. I'm just let y'all know. You know, I have to listen to y'all show every morning. I'm y'all. I'm Antonio with Liberty Mobile Machine Service, man, and I am mobile. I hear a lot of people needing help with cars, man. I'm willing to help. I have very fair prices. Um, you know, gas is kind of expensive, but I deal with that. But I am mobile, and I am willing to help anybody that needs help. I am an ASC certified mechanic. Okay. And um, if y'all need someone, I can give y'all my number if that's okay. And um, y'all can log it down however y'all want to. Um, get at me. Okay. Yeah, so uh, then let's let's do this here because on our website, we actually have our main application for folks who, who are needing help, but we actually do have another application on there for mechanics who are interested in being a part of our network. Um, so if you can, uh, go to our website, autocarehaven.org. Um, there's a section on there for mechanics, and then there's an application. It's a short, short application. Uh, fill it out so we could uh, take a look at it and reach out to you. But, yeah, I mean, we definitely would love to add you to our network because we're looking on – on expanding that as much as possible because there is a lot of need out there. We need as much help as possible to be able to help you folks. Auto, auto care. Uh, autocarehaven.org. Yeah. All righty. We thank you. All right. We thank All you. Right, we so just well, about out of time. What, Bring up one more. Would y'all like the number or no? Um, yeah, let me give you, let me give you our, let me give you our number. Um, so you can give okay. us a call. Um, 972-445- 7360. Uh, 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 listen, listen to your phone, not your radio. Listen to your phone. Okay, 972. Okay, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. 972. 445. 7360. 3760. Right. No, 7360. And so they told us to take the car and have it diagnosed and all that. We took it to the Chevrolet house. And after they found out what was wrong with it, the engine blew. It was because of a, a malfunction in, a, in some part of the engine. And after we'd done that, they would not honor the, their insurance. 
So we had to end up paying like $4,000 and more to get an engine put in. They told us to take it to uh, and have it fixed. So we done that to send them all the paperwork and they were gonna refund us our money. And this is car shield and, and they did not honor it and they would not they did not fix the car. We had to pay for it out of our pocket. Oh boy, that's tough. That's tough. Well, we hope you get your money back and everything. If you have to end up even getting a lawyer, you might want to do that. We got to get out of here. Thank you. We got to get out of here. We got to run. Thank you for being a part of the program. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell you what, coming next is Workers Beat. And y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Bye-bye.